Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have a special guest who will talk to us about trading and investing, Terry E.G. Oma. She is the founder of Trade and Travel. Terry started her career in education, and along the way, she took up a passion for trading, which eventually became her side hustle. She's become so successful at trading that this became her full-time job in 2017. Now she's teaching consumers just like you how you can trade on the stock market making $1,000 a day. Terry has become so successful in her courses that she is the content creator of the year with Teachable. So Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Angel. This is awesome. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here and have this conversation and learn more about you and what you're doing. I've seen so much of you in the media in the last five or six months. And so when your name rolled across my desk for a podcast interview, I was like, hmm, this should be a great conversation. Yes, yes. It's so funny. Like you never know what doors are opening for you, even when you're not trying. So it's so cool to be connected. I'm excited to talk to you. So I think one of the biggest things that I've seen with you is your trade and travel program. And I would love to delve into that. But first, I want our audience to get a feel for you and who you are. So give us a brief background just about you. Sure. My travel and trade story actually starts with being in a job that I hated. Like, Angel, have you ever been in a job that you just did not like? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I, feel, I have stories for days and... <laughs> Jumping from from job to job and yes, I can go on. (laughs) So you know what I'm talking about. But for me, it was I was assistant principal of elementary school. That was my last job. And I just oh my gosh, we, I would cry in the bathroom like every day. And it was things like, if you could just imagine, there's this, this one project that sticks out in my head. I had spent weeks ordering these banners for the kids and like, thousands of dollars they were huge they were like six feet tall like you couldn't I'm only five two and a half so I couldn't even hold the whole poster by myself but I'm getting like my family to come the janitor is coming we do this whole big project and the principal is oh I don't like it and I'm like what happened what's wrong we didn't put all this work into it one thumbtack is different than the other thumbtacks like a different color I'm like, girl, are you serious? So that kind of like little nitpicky stuff just threw me over the edge and I needed an exit strategy. So I started trading and I had been doing that as a side hustle. People always ask, hi, trading. I interned, I went to MIT, I interned at Morgan Stanley. So I had known of trading since college, but now, and I had been doing it as a side hustle, but now I was like, no, I'm going to make this my full-time thing. If I could just make $300 a day, I can leave this little nitpicky job where they'd be acting crazy and I'd be crying every day. (laughs) literally my story and I actually made it so I started practicing trading every day I took courses and I got to a place where I could replace my income with trading 
I quit, started traveling all over the world. I was in South Korea for a month, Thailand, Vietnam. And while I was gone, people started asking me to teach them how to trade. And I did. I actually did my first class in Thailand, second class in Vietnam, and then came back to Dallas. And then my, which I know that's, that's where your home base, I came back and like people showed up and I was amazed. And now I've taught over 6,000 people. It's actually almost closer to 7,000 people, how to trade stocks and how to just, how do you replace your income or just take care of your bills? How do you take care of everyday needs with stock? And it's working. People are making, man, like lately people made, like we had over a thousand people make it to the thousand dollar in a day club. So we're like literally generating millions of dollars in our communities every day. So that's my story. That's so awesome because I think, and that's sort of part of your course and part of the motto is teaching people, how do you make $1,000 a day, teaching people how to invest. So I love what you're doing. And I love like the journey because it's always like that job that you hate that pushes you to go to the next level. And it motivates you to do what you really would like to do, follow your passion. So I am excited that you decided to do that because I think every person listening is either in a position or they've been in a position where they wish they actually had some sort of supplemental income where they could walk away from their job or they could be successful in their side hustle. So for people who are listening and they really haven't taken that step or they don't really have the courage to step out, what would you tell them? I think people should consider it just like any other side hustle. When you wanted to make just a little bit of extra money, you have a couple choices. You can drive Uber and decide that, you know what, I'm going to do Uber Eats and go pick up food or pick up people. You can go work at a department store. You can, um, maybe you do something online and you maybe do graphics for someone, but no matter what, if you want to make a little bit of extra money, you have to pick up a side hustle. I just want people to start inserting trading into that mix. Another way that you can make money is to trade stocks by having your bed of, if you have a little bit of money already in your account, you can actually use that money to start generating $10 a day, $20 a day or more to take care of your bills and needs right now. And I think that's something that we don't teach enough. We don't let people know that you can use stocks for money right now. Everyone always does like the buy and hold thing. So the same way that you would put hours towards Uber, what if we taught you a better way? That's a good point. And I would like to go back because let's talk about how did you learn to trade? Sure. So I've been trading now 11 years and I like, I can't even believe it's been 11 years. I'm like, dang, am I that old? Yeah, I guess I am. So when I was first learning to trade, I tried to do it on my own. The first six years, I can honestly tell you, I would just look at CNBC and I thought that I was smart enough to come up with my own algorithms. So I would be looking at TV and I I picked whatever company I was interested in. And you know what, Angel, that's actually one of the biggest myths. A lot of people will tell you, just go with whatever company you use a lot of. If you uh, use an Apple phone, go buy Apple stock. If you have a Ford car, go buy Ford stock. But the problem is sometimes the things that you're actually using a lot, their stock is not good. I drove a Ford car forever and Ford stock never moved. 
So it's actually one of those things where you actually have to learn. So although I was trying to teach myself, I was mostly losing until I started taking courses. And I took several courses and put then put it with my years of expertise. And those courses started teaching me, okay, you got to pick, and this is actually the stuff I teach now, the things I wish I knew. How do you pick the right companies? And then how do you have risk management so that you're not losing? How do you make sure that you're getting into the stock at the right time? All those things, like the way you can find out about timing is charting, but all those things you have to figure out and it's best if someone teaches you. So I started uh, taking classes, really then practicing. And one way to practice is a simulated account where you can practice with fake money. So for all those that are afraid, like, I don't want to lose my money. It's okay. As you're learning, we can teach you in a fake account. And then you can practice all the things I'm teaching you with fake money until you're good. And then go use your real money. So those are some of the things that I did to learn. And those are very good points because I remember when I first started investing, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, okay, I was like, baby steps. Maybe if I just put $25 in, I was like, then I was like, okay, $25 is not going to do anything. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to talk about people who are really getting into the groove of investing because one of the trends that I typically see online is this whole fractional share that's going on now. And there's a few brokerage places that offer that. And I I always think like, why would you want a fractional share? You can't really make any money off of that. Or maybe you have a different perspective on that. Actually, no, I agree with you. I, I encourage people to save up until they can buy a full share. When you're ready to really start trading, you probably will need about $1,000 to $2,000 in your account to start trading. If you're just trying to start investing and that's, I want to buy a share and just keep it for the long term, you can open a brokerage account with about $500, depending on which one you choose. A lot of my students use one called TradeStation, but there's many good ones out there, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade. I want you to get one that's a bit more robust though. So I'm not the biggest fan of Robinhood because a lot of times they'll freeze when it's too volatile, but you can start an account, open an account with $500. And then when you're ready to really start actively investing, like getting into a stock and then out of a stock in a couple of weeks to a a few days, then you'll want to have more in your account. And I think the best thing is to buy a full stock instead of a fraction. So for someone who is stepping into the game of investing and they have $1,000, Um, And and I say 1000 because, of course, I teach financial literacy and I understand the trends and and how much people have in savings on average. And there's more than 70 percent of the people in the country who don't have an extra one thousand dollars like on hand. I think Mm -hmm. with this last year, we've seen a lot of the money coming back from those stimulus payments and different grants if you're a business owner. And so people have a little bit of extra money on hand. And one of the things they wanted to do is invest. Now, if they're saying all I have is this $1,000 or $2,000 to throw into the stock market, do you advise on them buying one particular uh, stock or really diversifying that? That's when they really got to learn how to choose companies because I wouldn't tell them like which company to buy, but I would tell them if there's a company they're interested in, then you have to start thinking about do they meet the criteria? And I give... I gave about five different criteria in my course, but I'll just say a couple here. One, are they the best in their sector? 
So when you look at that company, is it really the top one? And what I've like, one of my biggest losses was investing in Pandora, the radio station. At the time, they were going into cars. I was listening to it on my cell phone. I saw it on TVs. And I was like, oh, man, this is the best radio station. But I didn't think about you could also listen to music on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. And if I were to really say, is this the best in that sector? The answer would be no. And sure enough, that stock just started plummeting and I lost a ton of money. So one, is the stock you're looking at one of the best in the sector? Then I want you to look at, has the stock been going up over time? So if you look at, and one place to find this is if you go into CNBC, they have an app where you can download the CNBC app and then pull up a company that you like, and it'll show you a stock chart. And that chart just tells you where's the stock price been over time. So if you were to go into that and pull up 12 months, I want to know, has the stock been increasing over time? What I also find is that someone will pick a stock because they use it. Oh, girl, this is my hair sheen and I use it every day. Don't nobody else know about this hair sheen is playing. But the thing is, when you look at that stock over time, has it been going up and increasingly going up? They call that an uptrend. Those are two things that I think I want you to just double check before you decide to invest. And then if you only have $1,000, one cool thing is once you build that account up a little bit more to 2000 and this is a bit more risky, but I'm just letting people know about it because many people in, in our communities just don't know that these type of things are available. But once you build that account to 2000 many times the broker will give you a bigger buying power. So if you have $2,000 in there, you might be able to trade with 4000 Now, this is not something that I just want you to go and just start using all the extra money. But what that says is, if I have 2000 and I've taken Terry's course, I know how to protect my risk, I know how to pick the right company, I might be able to buy five shares of a company versus just the one because I have a little bit more buying power. So that is something that as you become a better trader and your account grows, you may be able to get more shares than you think. Terry, those are great tips. And from all of those tips, my mind is just like boggling because I was like, I feel like she's over here talking about me. <laughs> because <laughs> Let me tell you, like some of the stocks that I have, they're products that I use. And I was like, okay, I believe in this company. So I'm going to throw a lot of money over here. <laughs> so you're saying people should absolutely, absolutely not do that until they've done their thorough research on what the stock market has been like, especially with that company. Yes. And that's one of the biggest myths. I hear people say it all the time. But the problem is a lot of times the companies that we use and that we're so loyal to may not actually be doing well in the stock market. And those are two completely different things. So it's really important that you learn how to watch the business side of this, the company versus just like if their product is good or and you talked about something else as far as like monitoring the charts and understanding the terminology. Now, for someone very novice with no knowledge, how long do you think it would take for someone to really get accustomed to? With my clients, I tell them it's fast to learn, but it takes longer to actually practice and become consistent. So in, in the trade and travel program, I can teach you how to trade in eight weeks. 
and super short, two months, how to trade. However, then you got to practice. And I think it takes about a year to be consistent. So I don't want someone to come in and be like, Terry said, I make a thousand dollars in a day and quit your job right away. No, go ahead and learn and then keep practicing. And in about a year, then you'll be able to actually make some moves, decide if you want to you know, keep working, but just have this extra cash or you just have more options once you've been doing it for about a year or so. And throughout your program, when you're teaching your students how to trade, how to invest, are you teaching them to do it more so for the long term or these like short term gains? Because another misconception that many people have about the stock market is that if you're going to put your money in that you need to monitor it like every minute of the day. And then people will say, I don't have time to do that. So I'm not going to invest my money. Yes, time is such a big factor. And and actually, I spend about some days 15 minutes, but no more than two hours a day actually trading. And the way that I can do that is because I'm a trader and I do know how to read stock charts, which tells you like the price. I'm a candlestick reader. I'm a technical analysis trader is what they call it. It actually doesn't take me long to read a chart and figure out where are big banks, what stock price are big banks buying this stock and what price are they selling? I can look at that and then figure out where I want to get in and out of the stock. And then you can actually put alerts into the system that tell you like, okay, I don't really have to place this trade until it gets down to this price. So let me put an alert in. If the stock price comes to this price, then I'll place the trade. If not, I'll go live my life. So it actually is not something that you're staring at. It's something that in the beginning, it's going to take more time. So you may have to at night, look at the different charts on your watch list, look at the stocks, see how their news is, is going, how their stock chart is doing, do a little bit of homework. But then in the daytime, you're really just waiting to see if those alerts hit. And if they don't, then you're doing your own thing. Like I remember when I was a principal, or assistant principal, there were three times that I would look at the market. I would make a meeting with myself in the morning. So at 8 a.m. in Dallas, the market opens at 8.30. So at 8 a.m., I'd make a 30-minute meeting with myself so that I could look and see how the stocks are doing before the market opened. Then at lunchtime, I would check my cell phone just to monitor. And this, like I said, this is more when you're in the beginning stages. As you become a better trader, you take less time. And then at the end of the trading day, the market closes at 3.30 central time. So that would be about the time that the kids were in the pickup line. I would double check again then and just see, okay, is there a stock that I want to exit? Like maybe I've made some money and I want to take my profit. Or if there's something where I was like, oh, this, this stock has come down a lot today. Let me get in here so that I can see it rise the rest of the week. So it's really about just getting good at reading charts. That'll take less time and putting in some alerts. You don't have to stare at it all. Awesome. And so you mentioned some terms that I consider expert terms, such as options and stops. And most people who are new, they don't, they have no idea what that is. They're like, what? I don't know what I'm doing. And are you see that on the screen when you're in your brokerage account? I've heard some stories, <laughs> I've heard some good <laughs> and bad stories about, about stops and options. And, but you're teaching the terminology and you're teaching people how to navigate that in your course. Yes. Yes. People say that's what makes me different. You can go on YouTube all day and search for stock trading and you'll see a lot of fast talking people with their charts up and you're like, I have no idea what they're saying. But for me, I'm, I've been in education for 10 years. 
that's what my clients and students say. They say, you know what? Terry makes it simple. But yeah, I teach what all those things mean. So even with the stop loss, basically what a stop loss is, it just gets you out of the trade if the stock goes down in price. And this is one of those things where I wish somebody had told me about that earlier. Like I had no idea that I could protect myself from losing. I would just be losing and have no protection. But a stop loss is... Literally, it says, okay, if I get into Apple stock at $125, if the stock comes down to $120, take me out of the And that way I can go all on about my day. I can walk on the beach. I can talk to friends. And I know that the most I'm going to lose is $5 per share because I know that I put that stop in. So there are literally ways to protect yourself if the market comes down. And I wish somebody had told me about that earlier. Yes, because one thing that I've seen, especially within friends, family, online, people will start to invest their money. And as soon as they lose $20, $30, they, they take their money out of the stock market. So the first thing that, that I really want to point out is people who take their money out too fast because- Sometimes you have to wait for the market to go down and it comes back up. And I feel like you have to take risk. What would you say to people who are new to investing and then they're scared as soon as they lose $20? So any new thing that you do, there will be risk. I do want people to know that. I am definitely not saying that there is no risk involved or that this is a get rich quick type of thing. No, there are going to be some days where you lose and there are going to be some days where you see your account go down. Like the hardest part about trading is becoming good at being disciplined and also managing your emotions. But there are a couple things that will help with that. When you do learn how to read charts and I, I like I said, I look at formations and candlesticks, you can find better times to enter. And that is something that's super important. A lot of times when I see novice investors, they get into a stock at any price and then it goes down and then they're wondering like what happened, but they could have actually looked at a stock chart to figure out a better price to get into that stock so that it doesn't pull back as much before they have to like see it go back up. So that's one thing, like there are ways to find better times to enter and exit a stock. And then the other part of it is yes, there are times where you're going to have to just let the stock play out. Before I get into a stock, I'm looking at the reward to risk on that stock. And I only get into stocks where the reward is three times the risk. So if the stock comes down, then I'm getting out of it quick, knowing that I might lose a little money, but I want to keep the loss small. But I can do that three times and then win one and still break even because I'm always looking for stocks or trades where the trade is three times reward to risk. And so I always live by the motto, buy low, sell high, because I feel like that's where you're looking at. You talked about entry points and learning how do you enter the market? How do you actually purchase a stock? I I typically like monitoring. I'm like, okay, I think it's low enough. I'm going to go ahead and buy. And then when it hits, I'll sell. But I want to talk about more like holding on to stocks for long term. Now, is that something that you're teaching your clients as well as like, how do you understand like when to do the buy low sell high? Or should you just hold on for a period of one year? I've heard some people say they've had stock for five years. How do you determine that? Actually, for me, I'm an active investor. I'm actually trading most things in less than a year because I'm a day and swing trader. 
So a day, day trader would be like you get into a stock and you exit the stock in one day or a swing trade is anything from two days to less than a year. So maybe sometimes I'll keep a, a trade for two weeks or three weeks. But most of the time I'm not long-term investing because remember, we're actually trading for a goal. So I traded to pay off my student loans. I traded to retire my mom, traded to buy my house. So I need the money right now. So usually it's okay, getting into a stock, still following the chart, but knowing that, okay, my goal is to make $300 a day or average $1,000 in a day so that I can actually achieve this goal. But I will say for long-term versus short-term, really, I'm still looking at the same stocks as a long-term investor would. I've been trading my watch list. It has about 30 companies on it for a lot of years. Most of the companies on my watch list have been on the watch list for five to 10 years, but I just trade in and out of them to make income. So that would be the difference between like me and a long-term investor, but it's really about your goal. And Terry, it sounds like you work with more the entry-level investor. Are there different levels to your course, like for someone who is experienced in the stock market and maybe they're wanting to learn something new? Or can you tell us more about the the levels of the courses that you offer? Yes. So actually the course is everything I wish I I knew when I first started investing. However, it's for both novice and advanced. So we start the first half with how do you learn? How do you pick good companies? How do you protect your risks? Technical analysis. So when do you get in and out? And then a trading plan just tells you what are the steps, like a checklist of what you do when you're taking the trade. Then from there, we go into the more advanced topics. So how do you make money when the market goes down? That's called short selling. That's module five. Then we talk about how do you take advantage of gaps in Globex trading? That means like overnight, if news comes out, how do you take advantage of that? Or if there's earnings and the stock jumps up, how do you take advantage of that? And then we go into class seven and eight, which are about options. And it's okay. Now that I've taught you everything you need to know on how to trade a stock really well, how do we now trade a hundred shares of a stock at a time in an options contract? So the more advanced part happens in the second half of the course. All right. Actually get into something as far as, sorry. (laughs) So I really want to get into the next topic. And this really relates to more generational wealth, because when we talk about investing, I know most minorities are very afraid to invest. As a part of what you do in your program, are you honing in on the minority audience and letting them know this is something that maybe we should be more involved in. This is a part of how other cultures are really building their wealth and um, amassing like all of their fortunes. Give us some information or your thoughts on that. Yes. So of the almost 7,000 people that I've taught how to trade, 80% of them are people of color, minorities. And when I say that I've helped a thousand people to make a thousand dollars in a day, we are literally generating a million dollars in a day in in black and brown communities, which means that we are now putting money into healthcare, putting money into schools and education, all the things that are usually systemic issues because lack of funds, we're now able to empower and help. So yes, I agree with you. I think even about the African-American women who are starting businesses the fastest. However, our average income is like $41,000 a year to counterparts whose 
average income is in the $65,000 range, right? So we have this $20,000 gap that could be used to help with childcare, help with housing, help with some of the things where we're lacking. So yes, I definitely think that Investing is a way to bridge wealth. And then even more active investing is a way to catapult our wealth. So we really do need to learn about this in the minority community. It's so important. Yes. And I feel as though not only the investing part, finances in general, definitely something that we have to hone in on and teach our sisters, our brothers, our cousins, family members, for everyone, making sure that everyone is is aware of what's going on and how do you actually um, make money and, and do all of these amazing things. And you were nominated as the number one creator on Teachable. I definitely would like to give you a shout out for that because that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. The courses you have. So how many courses are there? It's just the one. It's the VIP trade and oh. travel course. And then people can sign up for the first half of it, which is 2,500, or they can sign up for the whole thing, which is 5,000. And everybody like has said, Terry, this is so reasonable because you look at other courses that are like mine and they're going for $30,000, $50,000. Even I was talking on a, another podcast and they were saying like, Terry, literally we went to one of those two day classes at the end of the class, they tell you that they'll teach you how to do this, but the, the price is $45,000 or, and they're like, and people are like taking out loans on their houses and doing things on their mortgage just trying to to pay for this so no my class is is a lot 90 percent cheaper than all of that but we're teaching as many people as possible like how do you do this that is absolutely amazing and something that's also like really good to to know is when we talk about investing and people think about investing in the voice of investing many people think about warren buffett his name is mm -hmm. everywhere and it doesn't matter what generation is talking about it. His name tends to come up. And lately in the media, I've seen your name several times when it comes to investing. So you are becoming like a voice, not only for women, but for minorities. I want to talk about what has it been like really having the, hold on. So I want to talk about what it's been like really having the media inside and spotlight on you, <laughs> being a woman, being a minority, most people tend to, I don't want to make this about race, but most people will tend to follow information from someone who's a white male as opposed to a woman or even a minority. And you've become successful in what you're doing. So what has that been like? I actually have a reality TV show coming out on YouTube. It's going to start on YouTube on my trade and travel page, but it's literally documenting my move from Dallas to Puerto Rico. And it does talk a lot about how I'm just using this platform to inspire because many of the things that I've achieved now, like multimillionaire and top course here and thousands of students learning how to trade, like I've never seen anybody else that's able to, to do that. But for all the women that came before me, like they were, they were my goal. And so I just want to be like aspirational and I want to be just a picture that says like, God is good, one. And then two, like you can do it too. Like it's not far away. Like when I think about this, I'm thinking about the fact that like for so long, my biggest goal was just to make six figures. 
if I could just make six figures, I thought I would be ruling the world. And I thought I'd be in a job for 25, 30 years, work myself up the ranks and retire. And literally, that's what I thought success looked like. And now in the position where I am now, and like, I've made six figures trading in a day. And it's, oh my God, I just hit my yearly goal in one day. I want other people to see that and to know that it's possible. Now, all of a sudden, like our mindsets are shifting and we're breaking ceilings off of where we can go. So that's really what I want people to get from me and my platform. That is amazing. And you said one of the words that I like to live by is mindset. I always say, if you change your mindset, you can change your life, no matter what it is that you are really trying to change. Of course, when my focus is money and I'm helping people learn to manage their money, I'm like, if you just change the way that you're thinking about this, you can change the entire outcome. And I'm sure the same is with investing and really learning something new. I totally agree. You're exactly right. Yep. Mindset is everything. So Terry, we're almost to the end of the podcast and I have so many other questions I would love to ask and keep this conversation going, but I definitely want the audience to get a chance to find out how they can sign up for your course, where they can find you on social media. Um, Do you mind sharing that information? Sure. The best way to find me is any outlet, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, at trade and travel, trade and travel. And I have a free webinar on how I teach my students to make $1,000 in a day at tradeandtravel.com slash podcast. If you go to tradeandtravel.com backslash podcast, you'll be able to see that free webinar on how I teach my students to make $1,000 in a day. And like I said, like I've taught thousands of students. So you don't have to start with a lot of money. You don't have to know it all. Like we can teach you from the beginning on how to do this and help you learn how to make your money. All right. And Terry, just two last questions here. So my brand is Ballin' on a Budget. That's something that I live by. It's, of course, teaching people about money and always teaching people about multiple streams of income. And I live by the whole phrase, of course, when you're making more money, and if you increase your expenses, then you no longer really have the quote unquote raise. And so I would like to have your perspective of what does Ballin' on a Budget mean to you? Girl, I totally agree with you. I told you, I'm a, I'm Nigerian and I am frugal, <laughs> man. So what's so crazy is I literally make seven figures, but I remember being at like a, a dinner and being like, I can't get this meal because they're trying to charge me $20. And I know that I can go to KFC and get chicken for less than this. <laughs> So I really like my granny used to tell me she's look, sometimes you have to pay for convenience. And she had to tell me that so many times because I'm like the extra frugal person. I'm like, look, we're going to be on this, this little bus that, that paid, like, I think it's mega bus. Yep. I'm going to take mega bus for $7 instead of this uh, other bus for a hundred, because if we go into the same place, I need to be on this $7 one. So no, I truly 
am with you. Be frugal until you can afford to not be. And like lately, like I've been able to do more things, but it's because like I was frugal in the beginning and learned how to save on the front end. <laughs> I'm over here cracking up because I'm the same way. I'm like, Mm-mm, I've, I've done mega bus. <laughs> I'm like, no, I am not paying for that. And and people, you have the money. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. Oh my goodness. So that is so good to know. So many qualities. And so what is, uh, what's one actionable tip or last words that you would have for the listeners today? I definitely think you all should download CNBC app. And I don't get any kind of like commissions or anything, but if you want to start investing, you have to start learning about financial news. You want to know what is the company doing behind the scenes on the business side. And one of the best ways to find that out is to start to look at CNBC Network or download the app so you can get alerts when stuff is happening with companies that you like. So that's one actionable step to take right now. And then one thing about mindset is I really do think you got to learn to do things afraid. In everything, whether it's been trading, leaving my job to trade and travel full time, or even starting my company with the course and teaching other people, many times I had to do things afraid. And there wasn't anybody that I could look at to say, oh, she's doing it so I can do it. I just had to try to trust God and move forward. So that would be my ending word for you guys. Trust God and move forward. It's okay to do it afraid. Just do it. Those are awesome words, Terry. Thank you so much. I appreciate having you on as a guest today. And for those who are listening, go back, rewind, take some notes, a lot of nuggets dropped, share the podcast with a friend and follow Terry online for all of those investing tips and ask her some questions. You may be interested in her course. So again, thank you so much. Congratulations on all of your success. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.